So you want to become an orthodontist, huh? So that means that you got to apply to an orthodontic residency. So stay tuned as we talk to a D4 student that applied, interviewed, and just matched at her top orthodontic residency program for 2020. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the New Dentist Podcast Show, where we talked about getting into dental school, uh, getting into residency and surviving residency, and then also life as a new dentist. Be sure you guys are hitting the notifications and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the notifications so that you are aware and you know when new videos are being launched on a weekly basis. So I don't want you guys to miss uh, some important videos that have been helping uh, a lot of different people in many different ways. So today we're going to be talking about orthodontics and the pathway to becoming uh, a board certified orthodontics uh, orthodontist, where which really starts with applying to ortho programs, which really starts during your uh, your first year of dental school for many people. Today, we're joined uh, with uh, student Dr. Sybil jo Jones, who's gonna share with us her journey about why dentistry, why ortho, the number of schools that she applied to and why. Uh, she's also gonna be sharing about a little bit about her interviews, some of the questions that they asked and how the interviews were set up how she ranked her list of programs. And she's uh, also, she's gonna share one of the most important things for many of you, which is gonna be advice. Advice as to, um, uh, as to how to go through and navigate this process. So stay tuned all the way through. Just listen, pay attention, take notes, and let's get started. So Dr. Jones, student Dr. Jones, welcome, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you're happy that you got into your to your ortho program as well. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, etc. Let's start there. All right, well, my name is Sybil Jones. I am a D4 at Meharry Medical College. I'm from the Northern Virginia, D.C. area, and I went to Spelman for my undergraduate studies. Cool, cool. So, Western for ortho residency, and I'm so excited to be starting there this summer. Yes, Case Western, Case Western, ortho. Let's go. Let's go. July 1st. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, um, before we start talking about ortho, tell us a little bit about your journey into dentistry. Why, why dentistry for you? So, for me, um, I feel like I have a uh, super special with dentistry. Um, my father is an orthodontist. Um, he was a single black father raising my sister and I. So I spent a lot of time growing up in his office. It was one of my first jobs cleaning his office. I feel like just growing up him, uh, he had a really, really big impact on, um, of course, on my life and um, just Seeing how he helped people, seeing how he was such a strong pillar in the community at a young age, I knew that I wanted to be just like him. So I ended up following his footsteps and now I'm in dental school and so blessed to be able to say that I'll be following his footsteps and doing ortho as well. And I'm sure he's he's uh, excited and elated and happy uh, just as much oh. as, as, uh, as, as you are too. So 
it sounds like you know because your dad has had a, uh, a significant influence uh, and been a you know a role model for you um, growing up. I think it's it's probably easy to say or it might be right to say that that is probably the reason why you chose ortho as well. Um, yeah. What what else about ortho kind of attracts you to the to the to the specialty or attracted you to the specialty? Um, well, I love that you're dealing with a lot of adolescent patients and you're kind of dealing with them during very formative years in their lives where, you know, they're getting confident and um, just being able to be there to help, you know, help them feel like they can have the most beautiful smile. And also um, because cases can take, you know, two or three years, I feel like a lot of times you're kind of growing with the family. So you might have a sibling, a younger sibling, you might have done a parent. So it's like, you have your patients, but you just kind of see them grow throughout the years. And it's kind of like a family connection. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's, so let's dive in some more here. Let's talk a little bit more about your process and how you went about your process. You know, first things you have to, you have to find out more about schools, find out what schools you want to apply to. Uh, and there's many different reasons why certain people will apply to certain schools. So kind of, if you can walk us through the number of schools that you apply to and, and, and why those programs for you. So for me, I applied to about 16 schools. Um, the, a big factor when you're um, deciding on where you wanna apply is definitely, I would say finances because it's not cheap to apply to a lot of schools. Um, and then also definitely look at locations, definitely look at, um, you know, some programs have a more research um, emphasis, some schools are more clinical. Those are definitely things to take into consideration. Um, with my list, I, um, like I said, I'm from the DC area, so I definitely applied to a handful of schools on the East Coast, um, but then also kind of expand to a couple of schools on the West Coast as well. Um, I definitely, I looked at schools that had Meharians that have been through there. Um, and I also looked at schools um, that um, with the GRE, which was not my strong suit at all, um, but some schools don't have that, they don't put a lot of emphasis on it. So if you do take your GRE and you don't get a super you know, competitive score, which I believe they like it to be like 150s or so in each section, closer to 160s, but 150s. Um, so because I knew I didn't do too great on it, I definitely kind of moved my list around to look at schools that weren't super pressed about the GRE score. And that's, and that's good to, um, that's good to note because, you know, you, you, you have to know as a candidate, you know, where your, your strengths are, or where areas uh, could maybe, you may not be as successful or may not be as strong um, in some schools as you are with uh, with other schools, just depending on their requirements and things that they're looking for uh, in candidates. So, so that makes sense. So you got your list of schools, you applied, and then you're waiting and waiting and waiting and you're no, waiting some second. more. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting and then you finally get uh, some interviews. You get some notifications, some emails and interviews. So Let's talk a little bit about of those 16 programs. 
the interviews that you got with, with schools and and also if you could share a little bit about um, how the interview day went and what kind of questions they uh, they asked you, you know, the ones that were typical, maybe the ones that you normally would have heard or have heard through the process, and then those that were kind of like ones that you didn't expect to hear as well. Can you share that? Yeah, so um, out of the 16 schools, I was invited by three programs to do interviews. Um, I interviewed at Roseman Health Sciences, I interviewed at Case Western and at Howard University. Um, of course, because of COVID now, things are a little bit different, you know, having to do everything on Zoom. So it does kind of take away a bit of the personal vibe and connection you, you're able to make during interviews. But um, on Zoom, it was still pretty cool. Um, the way that they do it, some programs will have like different breakout rooms or some might have, you know, a panel of the directors there for you to talk to. But I feel like across the board, the most consistent questions I got were definitely, tell me about yourself, why orthodontics, um, why this specific program. Um, some schools definitely ask you to elaborate on your research experience. Um, I definitely would make sure that you are familiar with your CV because some will go and just kind of pick random things on it for you to speak about. Um, I got asked, I got asked what does the ideal orthodontic program look like to me? I got asked about my strengths and weaknesses. Um, I was asked to define what integrity meant. Um, I was also asked um, what location I want to practice in. And I think that's it. The interviews really aren't as scary as, you know, going into it. Of course, you have a lot of nerves, but a lot of these programs just want to have a conversation with you. So one of my interviews, um, after I mentioned I went to Spelman and I had cheered for Morehouse, the um, interviewer and I went on and we're talking about football and cheerleading for my whole interview. So it doesn't always have to be like so intense, like tell me about yourself and what's your research and what's your GPA. They really, at this point, if you're being asked to interview, on paper, you've already, you have what they're looking for. But at this point, they just want to have a conversation with you, see if, will this pro, will this person work well in this cohort? Will they get along with all the other residents? Will they, are they teachable? So. Yeah, and that's key because you're right. Um, depending on the program length, whether it's two years or three years, um, they want to know what kind of person you are. Who, who, who's coming into the program who they're going to be collaborating with, teaching, and um, and serving as who who it is who it is that is going to serve as a co uh, as a colleague to them as well. So, yeah, they want to know more than just you know what you know uh, uh, about what's inside the profit book, right? They want to know you know who you are as an individual because you're going to be part of that yeah. team. It also gives you an opportunity to interview them because at the end of the day, when you're doing the match process, you have to rank, you know, what school you're the most interested in. So, you know, when you're having these conversations with people, you also kind of take mental notes like, okay, like I could be in a program with these people. They're very nice. Or, you know, maybe if you don't have a good experience, you can use that information to know how you want to rank them in your list. Right. And that's so key. What you just said about asking questions, guys, gals, Folks, when you're interviewing, 
you have to have questions. You've got to have questions um, because not only do they need you, but you need them. So you need to find out within their program how you fit in or how you could fit in or if you don't fit in, you know, uh, and and that's going to help you with your with your rank list and, and ranking which programs uh, you like the most. And that's it's a great segue into this next question about of those three programs, how did, after your interviews, how did you come up with your order? Like what was going through your mind as far as the process that you utilized to, uh, to go through that, to, to go through that process? So um, for my rank list, I ranked Case Western first, Howard University second and Roseman third. Um, when it came down to it, I looked at the times of the programs. So Roseman was three years. So being that Howard was two and Case Western was two and a half. You know, I've been in school all this time. I'm like, look, if I can get in somewhere a little bit shorter, cool, I'll rank that a little bit higher. Um, and then also, Honestly, for me, when I had my interview with Case, they just blew me out the water. Everyone was so nice. The residents were so great to talk to, so helpful. It was very conversational. It wasn't, um, one of the interviews I had, it kind of just seemed like they just asked me a bunch of questions and kind of like cut it short. We didn't, it wasn't very conversational. It was just kind of cut and dry. So I really liked that case was very, you could tell they were genuinely interested to speak with me and they were as excited to speak to them as I was to be there. Um, and then cost is definitely important to look into when you're figuring out your rank list, location, and just, you know, these programs have offered different, they're, they're known for a lot of different things. So just what you want to, get from your program is definitely what you need to kind of emphasize with your rank list. So um, Case has a lot of technology that they're super involved with. So I really, really like that. Um, Howard, of course, I was so excited to interview there. Howard is home. It was just, of course, uh, my father went to Howard and he's always told me that you go through Howard, you can handle anything. You know, being already a two-time HBCU um, student, I was so excited to just be like, wow, like I could really be at HU, you know, super excited. But um, I think for personally, I just felt a really strong connection with Case. And I initially had Howard first, but then I really prayed on it. And I was just, you know, you, know, you just have a feeling sometimes and you know, God tells you to move certain things around and that's what I did. and. So happy to have gotten into my first choice. Yes, and we congratulate you too, because that's that could be a very um, challenging process <laughs> when you're sitting there. Would you say? There's so much to think about. It is. It is a lot of things that you have to check off and review, and that's why it's so important to kind of already know the strengths and weaknesses and things that are important to you um, as you're going into that interview process because it'll make it a, a lot clearer for you when you uh, when it's time to do your rank list uh, and matching up the programs and putting them in order. So um, 
So that's um, great. So, Kate, Kate, oh, go ahead. What also helped was definitely talking to residents. I, um, Dr. Hayes connected me with a couple of Howard um, ortho residents or previous ortho residents who talked to me and it was really, really helpful to hear their insight. Case Western, uh, they have some students from Meharry. So I was able to, you know, get their unbiased, like real deal. How do you like the program? Because at the end of the day, when you do the interview, everything's going to seem super great. They're trying to sell you just like you're trying to sell yourself. But you need to definitely take talk to people and get the real deal on how the program is. Because if that's where you're going to be for the next two and a half to three years, you need to know like what's really going on there. Like, how do you, are you truly happy? Do you feel like the program really is for you? Which at the end of the day, all of the factors that go into picking it are important, but it's also very important to just be like, will you be happy at this school in this location with these people? Right, right. Will you be happy? Do I see myself here? Will they uh, help me get to the point where I need to be in this two-year or three-year process for this uh, this professional development opportunity. So all of that is definitely something that you have to consider. Um, well, right now, a lot of people are considering ortho. Um, you know, you've gone through your process, and but there's others behind you, both at your school and all the schools throughout the country that are thinking about ortho. Um, so this is the bonus round, guys. For, 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 for those of you that have been listening all the way through, dun, dun, dun. Uh, and, and uh, this is where the pavement hits, the rubber hits the road, so to speak. Advice. Knowing what you know now and knowing about your process from D1 all the way through uh, this past summer, transitioning from D3 to D4 and getting ready for your application process, what, what advice would you give um, some future applicants that are considering ortho? And if you can name, you know, your top three, doesn't have to be only those three, but what, are, what, what, would, what would you say are the top three things that you would want to share with people who are applying uh, to ortho? I would definitely say um, to stay encouraged because a lot of times when you say that you're interested in ortho, which it is extremely competitive, you know, you might be kind of discouraged if people are like, oh, you have to be the top of your class and have a 4.0 and all of these just, at the end of the day, they want a well-rounded individual. So you don't have to be the top one, two, three in your class. You just have to be well-rounded. Of course, it is competitive. So having good grades definitely are a must, but just don't get discouraged by people trying to kind of say it's too competitive for you because at the end of the day, you can do anything that you put your mind to. So definitely I'll say, stay encouraged. Um, if you're on the fence about ortho or other specialties, I definitely would say to take the time to go, um, you know, shadow and spend some time with some orthodontists um, just to see if it's really is the fit for you. Um, when it gets to the application process, I would definitely say, take the GRE, get that out the way early. Um, definitely start working on your CV. I would probably say your sophomore year, D2 year, just to start getting things down on paper because you're going to have so many final edits. I am so tired of looking at my CV. I sent it out to a million people. People are going to have so many different details. They move this, move that. So if you get that out the way early and you're at a point where you're just adding in the information once it's closer to application time, that's a whole stress that you don't have to think about. 
Um, I would definitely say also with applications, um, when it comes to the supplementals, stay as organized as you can. Make sure you have you know your dates for everything when they have to be in by. Some of the some of the supplemental applications are going to ask for additional essays. They're going to want a personal statement that's not your personal statement. Um, some want you to rewrite your CV. So it also would be nice to have kind of maybe a more condensed version of your CV so uh, you can quickly input that. Um, I definitely say save because everything is expensive. <laughs> save yes, I, we were talking to another. A recent applicant, and he shared the fact that, uh, you know, outside of the the past application fees, you've got supplemental fees, you've got uh, application fees, right? Each program might have additional fees for you to submit things that they're looking for. In addition to that, you got to send all your test scores uh, to, to, to schools. Um, and, you know, luckily, you don't have to travel, at least not doing right now. But that would also be a fee that you would uh, have to, you know, add to your investment for the process. So saving money is uh, is important, right? No, not, not a lot of Starbucks. Put the Starbucks money over to the side. You need a you need a match application fund. That's what you need. Seriously, because um, when I was applying, I was asking people before, you know, they're like, save, 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 and I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be pretty expensive, but. Once you start, some schools want your DAT scores, some scores want part one, some want your GRE scores, and all of these cost different amounts. And then plus submitting it to the school and then some, it's just, it adds up. So just, you know, as you're also doing your research, um, I had a spreadsheet that I made that was really helpful um, that had each school, their location, the name of the director, um, when the applications were due, when the supplementals were due, um if they require a headshot or if they do not require a headshot um the program start date the length of the program and how many um number of residents that each program took so when i was going through and you know finalizing getting everything done it was easy to kind of have everything in one location very concise and you know saying like okay this school wants gre scores send it to here this school does want dat scores i know where to send it this school doesn't want dat scores so i don't have to worry about it so that was extremely extremely helpful yeah and that's that's a great tip to have that spreadsheet uh so you have um one location one document everything everything there that that allows you to get your get your stuff done get everything done right so that's awesome mm -hmm. that's good that's good well again uh congratulations for uh matching at your at your top program um, I'm sure people are going to want to have some other questions, want to celebrate, not only celebrate your success, but also want to know how they can be successful too. So uh, what, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you if they have some additional questions? Um, I would say they can email me or um, DM me on Instagram. My email is sybilrj at gmail.com. And then my Instagram is sybil Jones with three S's. <laughs> you can DM me. Jones. Okay, I'll be good. more to help. Here it is right here, guys. So you guys can see it. There it is. You can see it right there. I was sliding into all types of DMs during this process. Resident, <laughs> out, 
you know, what their experiences was. So please do not hesitate to reach out. I would love to be able to help any of you as much as I can. Good. Yeah, that's, that's key. I, I think there's a, uh, a lot of resources available now and, uh, and that, and those resources are really people, right? Being able to talk to folks that have gone through the process and um, who can uh, also help you. So, well, we are very grateful that you've spent this time to help us understand a little bit more uh, about your process. Congratulations, continued success to you as a future uh, board certified orthodontist uh, with, with, uh, with training. Um, finish strong at Meharry and, and use that momentum as you go out to Cleveland and get started with your uh, ortho residency program. We definitely wanna follow you through that process as well, uh, how you're surviving the first and second year of, of ortho residency. So we'll be uh, looking forward to following, following up with you soon as you continue this, uh, this process. So again, thanks so much, student doctor Sybil Jones. And, and guys, check out this next video right here. Uh, hopefully this will help you as well as you go through your process and be sure to uh, subscribe and, and uh, hit the notifications as well. All right, guys, thanks so much. This is our time for today. Oh, she's got one more bonus bonus. <laughs> I will definitely say that, um, you know, being if you're already watching these videos, Dr. Hayes, he is so helpful throughout this process. He's an awesome resource. Um, when I first started the process, I reached out to him early before just to kind of, I was so scatterbrained initially going into this and every Zoom interview we've had, like the nurse kind of melted, had a very good to-do list, kind of just, you know, been in a great headspace. Um, he's provided resources for me, different people to reach out to, so that also helps. So if you're here, use him as a resource, email him, get some one-on-one -on -one time with him because he will get you right. He'll get you together and you'll be following your dreams. That's right. That's what we want. We want successful actions to get uh, to produce successful uh, outcomes. And uh, we definitely did that here. So thanks again, guys. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love, peace and smile. See you on the next video. Hey, I hope you guys like that episode. There's more, more to listen to and more to learn from. Make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next next episode peace